0: Everything is a journey. You have to realize that you're not going to be there without moving forward and taking the steps. And you're not going to be empowered or excited to take those steps if you feel like it's overwhelming, it's hard. You know, it just is what it is. It's part of the process. And so I think when people focus on what they want rather than where they're at, it helps them to continue to move forward and be in a positive light about it, you know? Welcome to Be Bold Branding, where we discuss the power of
1: differentiating yourself through your own unique story and standout personal brand. Can you see all the obstacles in your life that lead to your limiting beliefs? Today's guest is Lachelle Adkins, and that's why we asked her to be our guest today. Lachelle has been named America's Supermom. Well, one reason is because she has 15 children. You heard it right, 15. She's been able to transform a life of self-doubt and self-sabotage to a place of acceptance, vitality, and wellness. That's most of the reason she's known as America's Supermom. So today she's going to share why her superpower is a vulnerability and how she inspires others to live beyond labels, limits, and fear.
2: Welcome to Be Bold Branding, Michelle.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I love your whole brand, brand faith and your story behind it. So I'm excited to be a part of the conversation today. Well, thank
2: you. We're thrilled to have you here. In conversation, it will be no doubt. You know, we jump right into it. And with all of our guests, you know, we find that they have had to overcome a struggle in their life that really has brought them to share their life-changing message with other people that might be going through that. What was that struggle for you?
0: Well, my struggle was actually 13 years of depression, and I was hospitalized three times. And I'm so passionate about talking about it because for me, depression looked different than what I thought it was. I thought it was somebody who doesn't have any motivation. They don't want to get out of bed, don't want to get dressed. So the fact that I was doing so many things with my children daily, you know, my husband's also a pastor and a retired officer in the military. So I was always on the go doing different things. And so it really just wasn't even on my radar that I was suffering from depression. So there's a number of things that kind of led up to that. As we mentioned before we hit record, I was an only child. So having a big family and making that transition was something that really I struggled with because I thought, you know, why can't everybody just fall in line? You know, I was a high achiever with education all throughout my academic career. So I thought, you know, you can just plan And everything just goes according to plan. So it was really a struggle for me to navigate through allowing my kids to be their own people and understanding that they all learn differently. They're motivated differently. So needless to say, it was quite a struggle trying to overcome a lot of those obstacles.
2: I bet you were a functional depressed person. You were Absolutely. going through the
0: motions, but not feeling it at all. Absolutely. Yeah. High yeah. behind a smile. That is so true.
1: You yeah. know, and a lot of times, you know, they instruct you if you have any depression issues or anything like that, focus your efforts on actually doing something, taking action, helping somebody else. Right. And I'm sure that to a large degree, that kept you grounded to a certain extent. But That didn't
0: answer the question, did it? Not at all. And I think, um, you know, looking back now, there are so many things that I could point out that are just non-negotiables for me. And one of it is just taking time to reflect, right? Is this the best course of action that I took? You know, what were the results? Because I just remember during that time being like a robot, you know, I was on autopilot. I really didn't take time to think. I was just trying to exist make it through one hour to the next one day to the next and I just didn't really have anything else going on outside of this routine that I had built up that really just kept me just in a bubble you know just not even uh doing anything outside of that and not even thinking beyond it it was just existing
1: robotic almost I assume yeah and- So is that kind of what led you to, you know, we kind of let the cat out of the bag in the beginning. It's like your superpower, you say, is a vulnerability. Tell me how that plays into your story.
0: Well, you know, the first thing, like I said, I didn't really realize I was depressed. So each of the times that I was hospitalized, my husband sought intervention for me. So I do have gratitude for that. But after each hospitalization, it was a point where I was blaming other people, things and circumstances. And so I really wasn't taking accountability to really do something different. So it wasn't until my third hospitalization that I was in therapy, and the therapist said, "So what did you do after your first hospitalization? And so I went into the whole thing, how we modified things, We're more open with our communication. We worked together as a team, whatever. And then eventually the cycle would go back to the way things always occur with me doing everything. And then she said, So the second time would happen. So I said the same thing. So the third time, I thought, Well, there's not going to be a fourth time. So what am I going to do differently that is going to make sure that things do not repeat themselves in this pattern? And so it was that line of questioning. That really just prompted me to realize that I had to take accountability and I had to really empower myself to do something different because I was afraid I had noticed that it was a pattern and in order for me to break the cycle I had to be the one to do it because when I gave that power away I believe to my husband or kids I still ended up in the same position three times so It was at that point that I decided that I had to do something different. So I got into really me being my first client, figuring out, you know, what is it that I need to do in order to make sure that I can maintain a life free of depression and create a new way of thinking, empower myself to new decision making practices and routines and habits that support me being uh, mentally well.
2: Yeah. What a message. There's somebody out there that needs that right now, right? Even if there's just one, that is plenty. Because dealing with personal brands, we run into that all the time. People be like, oh, I'm just a regular dad. I'm just a regular person. I just go to work. I didn't do it, you know? And we say, "No, no, 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 no. You have overcome something in your life that is valuable to somebody else. And the reason you went through that in large part, was to help somebody else through that. So it's really good that you took that mantle and said, you know, not only did it work for yourself, but now you're able to say, Hey, I'm here to help you. If you're battling with these same things and you may not even realize it because yeah. you didn't realize it not in, in the way we see it, you know, on the outside, yeah. you know? So tell me about where did America's super mall, how did you come up with that tagline? Cause it's obviously fitting. How did you come up with it?
0: Well, you know, it's something that I'm growing into, really, to be honest. But I got a business coach after I had created my signature coaching program. I started out with a few clients here and there. I actually had my first client and I thought, oh, I'm going to have this package and, you know, six weeks or nine weeks. And I ended up coaching her for 18 months. And so that's when I learned that, you know, it really is a marathon more so than a sprint when you're dealing with self-development but I got a business coach, met her on LinkedIn, and she actually was from the UK. So she had me send all of my media and anything that was related to my brand that I wanted to really include with my business. And so I had been featured on Fox News here in Atlanta, and the title of the segment was called Supermom. And so she said, what about America Supermom? So You know, at that time, I was a little intimidated by it, but I said, well, you know, let's just go with it. So over time, I've grown to really appreciate it because it helped me to recognize that I could define my own American dream because I met my husband in college, got my degree in marketing, and I wanted to be a corporate attorney. But I felt like I couldn't have a career and be a mom. And as we kept having children, I thought that's definitely not an option you know, because it would just be too expensive to put them in daycare and all this. So I felt like I had to do one or the other. And so for me to recognize that I can do both has helped me to redefine my own American dream. So I just love the name. So yeah, that's how it. Well, we love it too.
2: We absolutely love it. And I love something you just said, because it's so powerful. You said, I'm growing into it. And, you know, Tanya, said a long time ago in her original book, a great brand doesn't just change the way others see you, it changes the way you see yourself. And you're a shining example of that to everybody that's working on their brand because that's what you do. And then you never stop growing into that. And then you are able to parlay those things that you've gone through, you know, to help other people for that. So do you think that learning what you did through those therapy sessions, overcoming those obstacles helped you help or helping you grow into that more?
0: Absolutely. Because, you know, what I have found my journey being a coach and being vulnerable is like such the opposite of how I was raised. You know, I was raised to be a high achiever. I was a suck it up, practice. right? Yeah, honor roll. Everything had to be perfect, the best. You know, really bred a scarcity mindset because you know you feel like, oh my gosh, there's only so many A's that I can get, or seats or positions in classes. You know, so you really have this competitive spirit, but it's really to your detriment because you feel like you know everybody's your competition. You can't trust anybody. You're just really You know, such scarcity, you know, but now I have such an abundance of understanding that, you know, I'm not going to be for everybody, right? Not everybody's going to resonate with my message, you know, just my story. And that's okay. We still can all coexist, you know, before I felt like it had to be one or the other. If you're not perfect, it's not worth doing. So I have learned to appreciate my journey. But also share because I've found that people are more inspired by people that they feel they can connect with and identify with. So we talk about really being excited over athletes and superstars and music. But one of the problems with their positioning is that people think that there's something special about them, some extra edge that they have. But it is really when we are open about our struggles and our flaws that people can say, wow, if they can do it with all those things against them, what is my excuse? And then they have no choice but to take action. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, I completely agree with that. And, you know, what I love about your journey is actually what it's teaching your kids. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to not be perfect. Like you said, because as parents, we all know that there's no such thing as every decision is perfect. Every way you teach something is perfect. You grow into parenthood too, just like you grow into a brand, right? So let me ask you this question. What's some of the best advice your kids have given you?
0: Uh, They've just given me the tenacity to try new things. Now, that I will say. We have one of our sons, he is 28, and he is expecting his second child. He just announced it to the family yesterday, and he used to be the computer whiz. Whenever we needed anything with the computer, we'd always depend on him to do it. And so now the fact that I am able to do things myself on the computer, I'm on apps and creating graphics and all these different things. He's like, oh, my goodness, I can believe this is the same person because I would just not even try. I would be like, oh, that's computer. I'm going right to my son for that. And um, (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So they are really excited that I am trying new things. I've learned how to do reels as a result of, being in a challenge with one of my other children, and they just get me out of my comfort zone. So that's one of the things that I appreciate, that they're always teaching me every day.
2: Yeah, keeping you on your toes, no doubt. Yes. I have to applaud it again. That's just amazing to me. That's just absolutely, that's an incredible feat, Lachelle. It, it is. sure is. We've got four between us, and there were times we didn't think we'd make it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there still are sometimes, and they're in their 20s it's so true I mean you know what you never really outgrow being a parent right right you know, I, don't know what I was thinking I don't know if I just thought everything kind of turned off when they turn 18 or 19. I don't know what I was thinking before I started having kids, but it never goes away. You no, know, then the problems get
1: heavier. It's like, Mom, there's a leak in my basement. Mom, there's a tree that's overhanging somebody's yard. I mean, what do I, How much is that going to cost me? And you know, we just had this conversation oh, yeah. last night. Or no, <laughs> the pool just—the pool is like draining water about three feet in the last two days. It's like, son, you need a pool guy. Yeah.
0: You know, so true.
2: Stop yeah, you never stop. Well, I, like, I, like I was talking to our son the other day, and he was talking about he's having a fantastic year, and I was like, "You better be saving your money. Exactly. You better be, you know, you never stop. You <laughs> never, <laughs> never." So
1: which brings me to the next subject: vitality. Okay, you call yourself a vitality coach, which I love. Tell us how that came about.
0: I'm always evolving. And one of the things for me, when I think about vitality, I just think energy, excitement, and it's a choice, you know, if we want to have vitality. And so I want to help people to focus on the positives, the power that they do have. Everybody has chaos. Everybody has problems. I mean, you could have the best day and then there's a hurricane outside of your control. And so I really like to give people strategies for them to understand that we have to have the tools that at a moment's notice, things can change outside of our control, but it doesn't have to disrupt our day, our belief, our progress. And so I think when people focus on what they want rather than where they're at, it helps them to continue to move forward and be in a positive light about it, you know? we can all laugh at being a parent you know now when we're going through some of these things the terrible twos or teenage years but it's a positivity to realize that you're not alone other people struggle with the same thing you do and you can have fun it doesn't have to be a chore doesn't have to be something negative you know because that kind of energy is very depleting and uh, it can paralyze you before you even get started Great advice. It's sure key. Really
2: good advice. I love that. Say that again. Focus on where you want to be and not where you're at.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, everything is a journey. Like if I have a goal, I'm starting at point A, but I want to get to point B, there's a gap there. Right? And so you have to realize that you're not going to be there without moving forward and taking the steps. And so you're not going to be empowered or excited to take those steps if you feel like it's overwhelming If it's daunting, if it's hard. You know, it just is what it is. It's part of the process. And so that's one of the things I teach my kids all the time. You know, you have pain, whether it is something positive or it could be something negative. If you want to work out, for example, you know, there's pain with working out, but there's also pain if you overeat and don't work out. So you're gonna have pain either way. So focus on the outcome that you want and That's going to be the reward rather than focusing on something that's going to be there, whether it's working for you or against you.
1: I love that. Mm -hmm. One is pain with reward and one is pain without reward. Yeah. yeah. Both are pain, but you got to decide where you're going in the end. Love that.
2: Now, you have an acronym called FRESH right? You want to share that's very inspirational. You want to
0: share that with the audience? Absolutely. So that's the five pillars. That's my signature coaching program. And the F stands for using fear as fuel. So a lot of times when we go through things, we allow fear to stop us. But, you know, when I looked in my own story and journey, I realized, okay, I didn't want to have a fourth hospitalization. And so I use that fear as fuel to think about What are the steps I need to take? What are the boundaries? You know, how can I ensure that I don't have a fourth time? And so using it to help you to move forward in the things that you might be fearful about and diving into having a plan rather than allowing it to paralyze you. The second thing is reframing your past. And I think this is really important because whenever we have a fresh start, we think, okay, I'm a new person. We don't even want to talk about the past, about what happened. We just want to start new. But it is really that past that helped us to be where we are. And so we want to find ways that we can build off of that strength and empower ourselves to move forward. And if we want to forget about the past, it's something that's always in the back of our mind, like skeletons in the closet. That was something that we used to say growing up. You know, you're afraid of that closet is locked. The key is thrown away. But if you learn to just empty out those skeletons and take the positives from that experience, then it allows you to be empowered and you are open enough to share your story in a way that's empowering to other people. The next thing is envisioning your success. So during that time, I had the same family, same kids when I got home after my last hospitalization. And so I had to envision a different life for myself. So even though I had a lot of these things that were the same, I really got active with vision boards. I created screensavers on my desktop and my cell phone. And I would just have things all around me to remind me of where I was headed in spite of the normalcy or the comfort of being where I always have been. The next element is a support group or tribe. So really finding people that see you where you are and where you want to be. I think this is really important because when we decide, for example, if we want to lose weight, so we're with our family, we're not strong enough to lose weight. We're just a work in progress. But then we go and tell everybody in the family, okay, we are going to work out. We're going to do this. And you last for a week and then you fall off because you've tried to take everybody on your back on that journey when you're not strong enough. You know, nobody has a plan. You don't really have a plan, but you just decide this is what I want. And so you end up failing and going back to those same patterns. So if you get a support group, you're able to steal Empower yourself, try new things in small doses with consistency, and you have the ability to have grace for your family and not feel that they have to validate your decision to do something different. And then the last thing is healing and recognizing that, you know, I realized that my kids were victims because they were used to a mom being at home with them all the time. So on three different occasions, I was out of the house, you know, in hospitalization, for depression and my husband was a victim and so they had things that they had to get through just like i did so understanding that healing is different for everybody you know i tell my kids all the time you know someone may have a leg injury and so we don't see that leg injury but we do see the symptoms of it somebody might have a limp somebody else might be on crutches Somebody else might be in a wheelchair and somebody may be just completely bedridden with the same leg injury, right? Mm -hmm. And so because we're not able to see a lot of the injuries with someone who is dealing with their mindset or mental wellness, we're not able to figure out how long it's going to be for their recovery. And so healing is something that is ongoing forever. And so giving yourself the grace to understand that you know, it is a slow process. You're not sure what the extent of people's injuries are, but just having the patience and the compassion and empathy to meet people where they are and keep moving forward on that journey. So that's a fresh start. Oh, I like it.
1: Oh, yes. All that's so poignant and every step of it is necessary.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Very well thought out and poignant. I think you know, pointed to every human being on earth. Yep. You know, Socrates said, "Be kind to everyone," but we're all fighting a hard battle. I don't think I got that right. Mm-hmm. But they, I think he said, they are all fighting a hard battle. So, yeah, amen. Those are really good, powerful ways, that, and I love the fresh start because that's what we're all looking for, right? Amen. At some point. Yeah. you want that fresh yeah. start, you yeah, know? Absolutely.
1: absolutely. And springboarding and reframing where you are now. I love that whole part. So, you have a podcast too, LaShelle. That's another way you're helping people, and it's called Unlock Your Superpower with America's Super Mom. How did the podcast idea come about, and what's been your favorite part of doing a podcast so far?
0: Well, I love meeting great people like yourself. I mean, to me, that's the highlight of having a podcast and always learning something new. So I got the podcast started during the pandemic. During the pandemic, I had so many people that I was just put in the forefront with Facebook groups. Actually, I started out doing master classes with the uh, moms who were working from home and their kids were at home. So I was doing these master classes to try to empower them to take control of their day and give themselves some grace. So during that time, there were so many business people that were also struggling with being on video, having this virtual setup. So I just wanted to have a place and a platform where people can encourage each other because there were so many people that were fearful for different things. And I just wanted them to see that they weren't alone. So I started off just doing this. I was doing like 10 to 15 interviews a week in between the kids in school and coaching and everything but you know I feel like one of the things that I've said about the pandemic is welcome to my world was the tagline that I had for myself all the time because you know chaos and things just being out of control trying new things and everything just being magnified in such a short time and not being prepared for that that really was what my life has been with such a big family and so I didn't have any real practice growing up, I had to learn how to cook, I had to learn how to deal with communicating and, you know, trying to put out fires on a regular basis. So to me, I felt like I was made for this time, you know, it really, I had a certain energy that I just was able to just keep moving. And so now I'm like, woo, that was a long three years now. <laughs> yes. Back on the horse, I feel like I'm taking a vacation. but yeah so that's really how it got started and it just put a fire in me to really be on different platforms to share the power of telling your story and I ended up being a tv producer as a result of it and just so many things because I feel like if you have a message and you don't have a platform create one okay Because there are so many ways that we can do that these days.
1: And you should never underestimate how much power you have to help another person just through a single platform. That's it. Or through a single message, Mm -hmm. right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Lachelle, you've been brought to the kingdom for a time such as this. Amen. Amen.
1: Yes, you have. You have. So what one piece of advice would you give to our audience about personal branding?
0: The first thing is just really embrace your brand, be your brand, right? Live your brand. One of the things that I think is really exciting about me being America's Supermom is that I feel like I'm the same person, whether you see me at the bank, if I'm on a podcast, if I'm at school with my kids, because I have learned to realize that I don't have to be perfect. I can just be myself, talk about things that really interest me. And I think a lot of people feel like, you know, you've got to be different than your brand. Your brand is business, but then you're at home. And so depending on what that is, you should always cross-pollinate it so that you can begin to just have that freedom to take time off when you want to take time off. To tell people that you're going through things, you know, it can be really a good positive thing in your life because when you're passionate about what you love, it's really like it's not even work, right? So I feel like my kids are like, mom. My daughter came in here a few minutes ago and she's like, you have an interview already? It's early. I'm like, it is one o'clock. I have been up since four o'clock this morning. So for me, it's like, I love what I do, right? So I think the first thing is really finding that sweet spot for being your brand rather than feeling like it's something that you have to do. And then the second thing is always being willing to learn new things. You know, when you're able to learn new things, you're able to mastermind and see the relevance of your message or how you can spread that message different ways through masterminds and meeting people. I had this story where someone sent me a YouTube video and the woman had a lot of kids and her husband did, I don't know, he was something with operations, but he taught their family. They had, I think, seven kids how to do laundry in 15 minutes. Wow I want to know that. (laughs) (laughs) So the concept was you know everybody had their own laundry basket and the kids would do laundry themselves every day regardless of their age. So if they had an older sibling they had all their clothes in their own basket. The sibling would help them start the washer and help them put them in the dryer but at the end of that cycle however old they were they would take the dryer and empty out all of their clothes in their own basket and they could leave them in the basket or fold them up or whatever but that was the whole process and she learned that from her husband so there's a lot of times that we get caught up in thinking things a certain way but sometimes just having that opportunity to listen and learn from other people we can find ways that we can do things quicker and faster. And then the last thing is networking, you know, always reaching out, commenting on people's posts, you know, that is a, the new form of networking. It's not always mm-hmm. at that event or seeing somebody person to person. We're both in the hounds together with Mike Asherbranner. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we had Nicole who was on our platform and you guys are going to be on it in, in July, but I had made a post about the platform that we were going to have a show on Tuesday. And so this was the day before she made a comment on that post. And so I reached out to her and said, well, you know, we have some spots. Would you like to be on the show? So she said yes. She sent me her graphics and everything. So she was on the show. She stayed after. One of the co-hosts was compiling a book. And she stayed after, talked to the compiler. So she offered her opportunity to be in the book. This was on Valentine's Day. So March 23rd, we released the book. It was an international bestseller, all from a comment on a LinkedIn post. So I tell people, networking, you can never underestimate the power of networking. And something as simple as a comment can be uh, life-changing. So those are my pieces of advice. I love them. Fantastic
1: messages. Yeah. Well, tell our listeners, Lashelle, if you have the freedom to visit anywhere in the world, what place would you recommend they visit and why?
0: I would say Hawaii. That's the, really, that's my dream place. Haven't been there yet, but I just think being in a place to where you feel like it's magical, it's something that you can really enjoy, you can appreciate the beauty and just taking in every moment, you know, There's so often that we just don't do that enough. You know, we don't do that enough, just having gratitude. So for me, it would be Hawaii because the scene would be there for them to do that and to have that a great appreciation.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's a good one. All right, last question. What's the best place for people to learn more about you and how can they work with America Superman?
0: Well, the best place, in all honesty, is just simply Google. They can Google America Supermom because I have created such a platform, a following with everything that I do from collaborating with other people on their shows, radio shows, and then just content. You know, I have a YouTube channel and again, being a TV producer, I have my own things that I put out there. So I'm everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) I love that. Wearing that brand. That is wearing the brand. I love it
1: that's right and we'll put the link down below too but other than google you can reach her at lachelleadkins.com so yeah. we'll put that in the notes and lachelle it has been such a pleasure to meet and share stories with america's Supermom. you deserve that accolade and i know you're still growing into it every day we're all growing into our own brands but you're doing a magnificent job
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. And I am so excited to have you guys in July come and collaborate as well. So looking forward to having you guys in the hot seat. Yeah, we're, we're you honored. To it?
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you again, Michelle. You're,
0: You're welcome.
1: Brought to you by Brandface, the only comprehensive personal brand building system across the globe.